Hey, so I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. Canva is amazing. If you've never used Canva, you are missing out. Here's the deal. Back in the day, we used to like have to learn complicated, difficult to understand, you know, design software stuff. And it was like not very easy, right? I never really got good at it. And it was a huge obstacle for me because I wasn't able to create beautiful things I wanted to create until I discovered Canva. So with Canva, you can easily create social media posts. Like I'm talking all different sizes. There's sizes custom for each platform. You can even create Instagram stories, Facebook stories, everything in Canva. You can also create presentations. You can even create business cards in Canva. You can do it all. I absolutely love it and I use it every single day in my own business and I also use it in the work that we complete for our clients. It's absolutely the most used tool in all of my businesses for sure. I wanted to tell you about it because I don't want you to miss out any longer. Try Canva Pro for free for 30 days and support the Social Sunshine Podcast and you are going to love it. All you got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. Bye. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 122. In the year 2022, I love numbers. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to the show. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you've never been here before, welcome to the party where uh, we managed to make, believe it or not, talking about marketing and business fun. You'll see. Um, today's show is extra cool because you're getting a double dose of awesomeness whenever it comes to my guests, who are Dan Marzullo and Terry Schilling. You may know them from their online show and podcast called The Copy Corner. And also individually, they have really cool careers. They're both writers, but in different specialties. And what's cool is that they were able to talk with me and provide you like some good tips and insight into like copywriting, whether it's for a website or for a social media post or whatever. But we also talked about the whole thing with them collaborating and how they choose collaboration over competition. Um, and it was just a really, really cool conversation. They're super cool dudes. You definitely, definitely, definitely want to listen to them coming up in a few minutes. First though, I want to share an interesting story with you about um, my Instagram stories. <laughs> I love Instagram stories. If you're not using Instagram stories, get it together. Um, they're fantastic. I've used them ever since they came out. So I think it's like, you know, six years ago. Um, and I did something interesting recently. So I'm, it's a two-part – let me I'm gonna make this quick as possible. It's a two-part story. So we've got um, the thing I did in the stories, a little experiment I did and how that worked out for me. And then the actual extra insight I got out of the situation that I – wasn't really sure that I really even expected. So what I did was the other day, 
I decided to do a little experiment that I've heard about before and that I've tried here or there, but I hadn't consistently tried doing this, where if you feel like your Instagram stories are um, low or like stagnant or something like that, and you just want to jazz it up and, and hopefully get more views in your stories, um, you let them expire. So if you don't know, they, they last 24 hours and then they expire. I usually don't let mine expire because I just love to share. (laughs) So I was like, you got to calm the hell down, Brittany, and let your stories expire. So I did. I let them expire. And then not long after they expired, like, I don't know, maybe a couple hours later, whatever. It wasn't that long. I shared a new story that it was a video that was about 45 seconds long. So it was three story slides. So each Instagram stories slide is 15 seconds long. So my video being 45 seconds, of course, was about three slides worth, okay? So I chose the video with intention. I chose something interesting. I chose a behind-the-scenes video I had of me actually filming a video on my Peloton bike. And I I thought it was um, going to be interesting for people because usually people like to see behind the scenes. Um, and I was able to set up like my, you know, my business smartphone to film the whole whole thing as I was using my personal one to actually film the video for TikTok and Reels, if that makes sense. So anyway, so I had this footage, this behind the scenes footage, and I share it to my Instagram stories after letting them expire. And in the first slide, I asked an easy to answer question as a poll. You know, you can do the poll and they choose this or that um, with a little button, sticker button thing. So I asked an easy to answer question, which was just, do you prefer to share Instagram reels or watch Instagram reels? Like that was it. I want to know what what's happening. We need to poll our audiences more and learn from like who the hell is out there, right? Like what, what are they thinking? What are they like? What are they doing? So I was able to ask this question to learn more about my audience. But this the trick is in this experiment is that you intentionally do that. You have this engagement sticker that you add and you make it super, super easy for someone to answer. Because if you ask a really deep question, odds are people aren't going to answer it and it's not going to work. So I had that in the first slide. And the second and third slides just continued to show the footage of the behind the scenes of me making my my bike video. And it had like some commentary at the bottom where I was just like, you know, these are, these can be really tired if I have to do a lot of takes. And I just gave some insight behind the scenes, right? That are the, the, that was the most stories views I've ever gotten ever, ever in one story slide ever. And I've been on Instagram since fucking 2012 or when did it come out? 2011 or whatever it was. Um, and I've been doing stories since they began, and it's the highest stories views I have ever had, ever. It was amazing, to be honest. But here's why I think it worked. Here's why I think it worked. On one hand, I did the exp- let them expire thing, right? And I think that that's – there's something to be said for that because after your stories expire – when you go to post a new one, it bumps you up to the front of the line up there on the top of the screen, you know, on Instagram where you've got the little circles with everybody's stories. You get bumped up to the front. Now, if you're always adding new stories, it, you don't have that chance to get bumped up again because you're kind of adding them quickly together on and on and on. I hope that makes sense. It's hard to explain it without give, being able to give you a visual. Um, so that part of it really worked. But I'm telling you, the video I chose really made a difference. 
a huge difference. Showing behind the scenes like that was interesting to people. Um, and it wasn't some random video I took of like, you know, a squirrel in my yard. It made sense because people know that I make videos on the bike and on the treadmill and things like that. So it was interesting because it connects to what I'm already doing on social media. And then asking that question, do you watch reels or do you, you, do you prefer to watch reels or, or make them? Um, was super easy for people to answer. And it's not like, they, like they're not like afraid I'm going to sell them something because <laughs> I think that happens a lot with people. They don't want to answer too many questions on social media. They're afraid they're going to be sold. This was just literally a question. Just wanted to learn about the people that are in my audience. So, okay. So that was good news. All that worked really well. Views skyrocketed. Um, very exciting. So many people got to see it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. Here's the bonus. 88% of the people that voted said they prefer to watch Instagram reels. 88%. Holy shitballs. First of all, that's wild because that's just a big number, right? But second of all, I don't know if you know this, but like part of my job is to like teach people how to have a social media presence. (laughs) So... (laughs) 88% of these people saying they prefer to watch reels means that I have a whole hell of a lot of followers that are on Instagram to be followers, to be in the audience, to not be in the spotlight, to not be the business owner that's creating content, to not be the creative person with a brand that's that's making videos all the time. Because the bottom line is, is that the majority of people on, on social media are not creating content consistently. A lot of people have these accounts so that they can watch things right? Not because they're creating like I am and like you probably are if you're listening to the show. So look, I already knew I had a big chunk of people that follow me that are there because they're an, they're an audience. They're not creators. They're not trying to learn social media from me. Um, that's not why they're there because my videos are entertaining and so they're there to be entertained, right? But this just confirmed that even more so to have so many people watch the stories and have such a huge difference in who likes to watch and who likes to create. So, I mean, I really encourage you to, to pull your audience and to ask questions and to learn and don't have any strings attached. Like don't follow it up with a salesy message or anything like that. Like really just start learning and, and ask questions that are super easy to answer, you know, like a this or a that type of thing. And it starts to give you a feel for the people that are out there watching your stuff. And it may not be the people that you thought it was. There might be a little little tweaking to do. So for me, like I said, I already knew a big chunk of my audience followed me to be entertained. Um, but it's still good to like get more information and kind of confirm that. And it helps me know that, um, which is fabulous by the way, because that's what I've always wanted in life is to entertain people. So I'm, that's, it's perfect. But, but it helps me know that like, for example, like I don't need to be posting tutorials on how to, you know, write a good social media caption for Instagram post and posting it to that account. Like that is not what most of those people are following me for. And I luckily have a, have a business brand set up for that. Like the, like for small biz social society for the membership, like it has its own Instagram and its own Facebook, like public, you know, so you can just follow those 
and get all the tips you want because that's the point of Small Biz Social Society is to educate the members and the followers and to help everybody improve their their social media presence, right? I have that option, but you may not, right? You may not have, you know, you may not have the option to like have a different account. And that's also a pain in the ass. I only have it like that because it's a big part of my business structure and it totally makes sense, but not everybody needs like a lot of different accounts. It's probably not a good idea for most people. So what you need to do, if you, if you find that the content you're sharing, um, isn't what people want, or maybe they're following you for a reason that you didn't realize, or it's something else or whatever, there's ways to just make little tweaks and adjustments to, to still serve those people and why they're following you, um, but still, you know, work in mentions of your business and try to use it to help grow your business. And this is actually something I talk about a lot in in the membership in Small Biz Social Society, um, just because I think there's really cool ways to do that. You don't have to get on there and be like, businessy, businessy, and oh, I'm going to teach you how to blah, 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 because that's my job. It just doesn't have to be like that. You can share, you know, as I always say, if you're a tomato gardener, you can just share stuff about your tomato garden and make really fantastic videos about that and draw people in and make sure you mention the kind of work you do and sprinkle it in. And someone that wants to work with you will will want to work with you. And you have drawn them in because you have such fantastic tomato garden videos and photos, right? You see what I'm saying? So anyway, um, I could go on about this topic forever. I love this topic so much. I found it so fascinating that 88% of the people um, are are not clearly not there to learn how to create Instagram reels from me, um, which is definitely what I suspected. And it actually felt really good to get some more confirmation on that. And then, you know, I'll be able to continue to kind of shift and adjust my my brand on there as needed. So I hope that you'll try that out. I hope you'll try out the expiring stories thing. See what happens when you, after they expire and you post a new one, make it something interesting. Don't make it boring. You know, show your face and then ask a really simple question and always be asking your audience questions and learning about them because the more you know, the more you know, the more you know, the better you can do. (laughs) All right. Um, Thanks for hearing me out today. If you want more information about Small Biz Social Society, just go to smallbizsocialsociety.com and you can get a free download from there that we made, um, not just for members, for anyone. So just go to smallbizsocialsociety.com and you'll see the image where it says um, how to be an Instagram content machine. (laughs) Um, It's a free download that we created for anyone. Like I said, you don't have to be a member. So click on that image and um, put in your email address and you will get that free uh, download right away in your email inbox. All right, coming up next are my guests, Dan Marzullo and Terry Schilling. You may have seen today's guests in their show, The Copy Corner, where they help their audience with everything from copywriting to general business tips. One is a former sports excuse me, sports reporter turned bartender turned junior copywriter turned business owner, and the other is the founder of Drafted, a podcasting content marketing agency that helps emerging tech brands grow. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Dan Marzillo and Terry Schilling. Thanks so much for having us, Brittany. (laughs) What an intro. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love a good intro. I'd love to do it with you guys here. Like, you know how some shows you don't like the, the, the host might've already 
introduce the guests. And then later, I just liked you to have to witness it so I can like shower you with all the praise. And then you have a little moment where you feel really special and good about yourself. <laughs> there we go. Hey, yeah, it's, take it. it's nice like and that. raw. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, y'all are quite a duo on in my social media hmm. feed. And so um, I'm so glad that, I mean, I just, I, I just randomly emailed you guys, asked you guys to, to do this. And I appreciate it. Dan, uh, Terry's been here before Terry and I have chatted a lot in the past and I'm happy now, Dan, that you're here as well. So before we dive in, cause we have a cool topic to talk about. Thanks to Terry. He had the golden idea of the day, <laughs> but I would love for you guys to just take, take a moment and explain what it is that you do for someone that may not know exactly like what a copywriter does or what content marketing means. Who wants to go first? Dan? Go ahead, sure. Terry. Or, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Terry. Take over. All right. All right. Well, as the intro said, I've been kind of like down a th- like a handful of avenues in my career since graduating college, where I went to school to do sports journalism and then just kept bouncing around to different jobs within marketing and then obviously the service based business of being a bartender and waiter. Um, but, you know, really it was like in 2012, just started getting an entrepreneur bug, like being an, a copywriter at an agency and working on all these big projects, you know, working with, you know, a lot of talented people. But then I just kind of got an itch to see what I can do on my own and get more variety of work. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years and a variety of projects, you know, writing on the train, learning how to do like client calls for myself, like on lunch breaks and learning all those things about how to manage a business and just kind of choosing what type of work I want to do you know, been able to, you know, really start running my own copywriting business and marketing business and have kind of evolved that into, you know, helping clients with with website brand messaging strategy, because I think the two go really hand in hand, you know, having that brand tone of voice and that style of how we talk online and transitioning that to the website, I think is, you know, very vital for a lot of brands and how they communicate and connect with their audience and have tapped into that for myself. And, And then I kind of, I just enjoy really teaching copywriting and working with, you know, other entrepreneurs and businesses. So, you know, a more new part of my business has been kind of the consulting and, you know, helping, you know, other entrepreneurs, you know, be creators and they get, you know, make a difference with their product service company through copywriting. And You're you're good at that. You know, you get little hints of that by reading your emails, which we'll put in the show notes, of course, how everybody can get you guys' emails it. and reach yeah. you guys. But yours are great and social media posts because I feel like you have this cool gift to be able to like give these examples that are kind of fun, right? Like, cause you'll use a brand yeah. to show like this brand use this wording and this message. And it's like a brand we know. And it kind of is cool. I feel like it draws me into your stuff. I feel like- I appreciate that. You're good at that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of fun with my newsletter. Cool copy newsletter, by the way. If you Google the coolest copywriting newsletter on the internet, you can find it and subscribe. I think how, like my biggest now, thing- How much did you pay Google? Like, how did you manage? <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> before I even before I even was doing the SEO, and I feel like, you know, I could credit even Dan to helping me with SEO side because that's, his, you know, a lot of his realm. But I just looked up, I just Googled the coolest copywriting newsletter on the internet. And nothing really showed up. And I'm like, I'm just going to put that as my, like my meta tag. And then I like, after I did it, it showed up (laughs) number one. So now I just kind of brand it that way. If people want to Google it and 
it seems like it impresses people. Oh, that's but, hilarious. Uh, I didn't yeah. know your first spot on there. That's awesome, Terry. Way to go, yeah. man. That yeah, is I mean, impressive. I, <laughs> I do track it a lot of like copywriting newsletter and try to, you know, ramp that up. I feel like I change that page for people to sign up like every week because I'll look at like the open <laughs> rates and I'm like, oh, this is it. All right, I can boost this. But um, that's just the copywriter, I guess, in me. Do you but get a lot like of a traffic big... from that first spot or no? I It's decent traffic, I'd say. Um, I think like I show up on like the end of page one or beginning of page two for copywriting newsletter. And so nice. I get a I get a variety of clicks there. So I'm just, yeah, trying to boost that and backlink it where I can. Dang, um, that's not easy to do. Seriously, that no. is impressive. Yeah, yeah way to go, Terry. I'm happy <laughs> with it. It's yeah. a testament to his services and talents, everyone. <laughs> yeah. you, know, <laughs> right. now, oh, man. you better get them on page one of Google. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I know Dan can talk about that in a second. You know, but I, I think just another thing, like when Dan and I talk on the copy corner and just for me, like when we talk about copywriting, what for me, um, like I think something I see a lot of people lack is just that like the simple two words of for example, because if I can tell you like, oh, this is such a good ad and this works and this shows empathy and you should do this yourself. If I just end it there, people be like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then they'll kind of like, I don't know, they don't have much to do with it. So I'd rather you know, and give them some actionable advice and give an example of how you can use this as maybe a headline for your product. Um, And it seems like that's resonating a lot. And I think when Dan and I do our show, we like to even give more actionable advice besides just spitting out theories and then, and then call it a day. Right. Right. And it's not, it's, it's not easy to come by, right? Like actual, like actionable things you can do with these kinds of things, whatever kind of show or a podcast or newsletter or whatever it is, you don't always get that, unfortunately. And I don't know that the the creator necessarily intends to be so, you know, mystical or whatever, but, uh, or vague, but it's, it's, it's so, so it's such a, it's such a gem when you run into content like that, that actually is like, so you could try this or, you know, whatever, something specific to help people. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see people post on LinkedIn and on Twitter and they're just a tweet of like, Oh, copywriting is the most important marketing skill you can learn or like you want to get better at copywriting learn psychology and that's it and then they'll get tons of likes and i'm like what the heck like, like why people are just like did you just change somebody's life with this statement i'm like what are some other examples of like what the hell does that mean dude like we don't, don't understand that's and then so me funny. i'll like i'll spend like 40 minutes on a post and think this will be really good thread and then like i get four likes i'm like okay cool. <laughs> right it's so funny from a social media standpoint, you like think something's really going to hit and then it just bombs oh, yeah. and then something that you put no effort into people like, and you're like, what? Well, okay. You know, I know. I feel very, like very true. <laughs> my like copywriting newsletter. If I put like something like an idea about copy in the subject line, like my open rate is probably like five, 6% more. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I guess people do come here for copywriting stuff instead of just <laughs> other things. Just kind of enlightening. I love it. Well, okay. Oh so what about you, Dan? Tell everybody what it means that you, so your company does content marketing and also podcast marketing now. Right. But like, if somebody doesn't know what the hell content marketing means, please tell them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Brittany. Yeah. So we're kind of on the other side of coin from Terry, right? He's short form sales, copy, copywriting, right? We're on, we're a small content marketing agency. So we kind of do longer form content. So a lot of blog posts and things like that. And usually nine times out of 10, our goal with the client is to rank for terms, right? So generate search traffic from Google to the website as a result of that. 
content to kind of promote what they're doing, sell their products or services. So, um, so yeah, we're a bit more long form SEO focused. Um, that's essentially what content marketing is creating stuff that's helpful for readers that builds trust with the brand, gets them to the site and, you know, ideally sells them something to get them to make money and achieve whatever goals that that brand has. So, um, that's kind of our bread and butter of the business. And then, like you mentioned, yeah, we did kind of recently add, um, kind of an add-on podcast marketing service where we're a lot of the clients we work with will kind of like a PR pitch. We'll book them on top podcasts as another creative exposure channel to talk about their business. Right. Okay, cool. So whenever y'all do um, copy, <clears throat> excuse me, are you, are you working, are you ever working like from scratch, like maybe with a designer that's designing the site or no, is it more like just blogs and is that, is that even a, does that question even make sense? Yeah, no, I see where you're going. Because I want to help, help a listener understand there's a difference between building a website and designing it in case they may not know versus right. like what you're talking about specifically that you do, you know? Yeah, we kind of come question. in. Can you ask another one, Brittany? I don't it's know. It's a pretty what, Terry? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like, it's a pretty bad question. Can you rephrase? <laughs> no, I know no, where you're going kidding. with it. <laughs> yeah, we kind of come in after the website's done, right? So you usually work with like a website copywriter like Terry, right? In that design phase and you're building it out, getting those core landing pages. And then once you launch that blog or that publication and you're, you know, every week you want to put out, X amount of posts on different topics around whatever it is that you do, we write those. So we kind of plug in with uh, the company's marketing team and kind of support them and supplement their efforts. Cause usually they don't have um, a team of six writers or whatever to crank out X amount of posts every month and optimize them for SEO and get them to a point where um, they're actually going to show up on Google when someone types in something related to whatever it is they want to learn that's going to um, send them to that post. That right. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Thank you. Cause I know I run into this sometimes, like we, we take for granted what we know, you know what I mean? So like, sure. I was, I just emailed, I just yeah. emailed a, um, a gal the other day, she asked me questions about email marketing, um, about help with that. And so I emailed her some options and so, so she could start to understand And her response was like, <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. Can we please talk? <laughs> but <laughs> right, I, did, I took for granted that she would understand what I, you know, so anyway, so I know it's helpful to a lot of people, especially beginners out there that have never done worked with people like you guys and what y'all do. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that is so cool. I mean, we could, I mean, I personally have so many things we could chat about. We have limited time. So I want to dive into what Terry brought up before we start recording. Cause I think it's a really smart thing to talk about what you guys do, because it could apply to people that do something else that don't work in any sort of copywriting is you guys collaborate really well. I mentioned copy corner that you guys do together. You're doing these videos together on a regular basis and it's been going on a long time, right? How long? God damn, Terry, how long have we been doing the podcast? <laughs> Man, uh, end of 2019. I remember oh. we were like ramping oh, okay. up and then the pandemic hit. So it's been, been, yeah couple years or so yeah okay yeah um Dang, nice. so i would love <laughs> I, know. I know it's pretty crazy <laughs> like, like what has even happened in the last two years i where are we i, I don't know. even know it's just um big time warp so if you would um because i love how you talked about this before we start recording terry about like 
even just because you're in the same industry as someone doesn't necessarily mean it's quote unquote competition. You can collaborate, you can do cool stuff together, especially the way yeah. we have with video and online marketing and stuff. Why not? And team right. up and like whoever's fit to work with whomever is it's, it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. It, but if y'all would explain what your collaboration is in case somebody's never watched and just like, I would love to hear how I got started. Like, why do you even think of it and how'd y'all agree and everything? I'd say in terms of how we kind of first started and decided to do it, you know, me and Terry, we were both following each other on LinkedIn for a while and just, we were both publishing stuff all the time and we'd always see each other's content like, oh man, this is pretty good. And in our space, it was like for the work we do, there was so few other people at that time actually producing stuff and putting it out there. So we just kind of, you know, started chatting back and forth on LinkedIn one day after kind of liking each other's stuff here and there and going, man, like your stuff's cool. Yeah. Your stuff's cool too. And then we (laughs) said, you know, what if we kind of do something together and collaborate on something? And, and honestly, so copy corner started as a, just a YouTube video series. And then we decided, well, we're already doing it. Why don't we just repurpose the audio and turn it into a podcast too? So that's kind of how we evolved that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny because people would come to us or like reply, like on a video on LinkedIn and be like, Hey, how can I listen to the podcast? Or like, I really oh, enjoyed your right. podcast. People just call it that. Yeah, so right. like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And like Dan and I, like we did, we were like investing a lot of time in, in videos talking about copywriting and marketing. And we're just like, let's just do like a quick 10 minute video series, like every other week or every week. And yeah. And then we just, I think, was it always the copy corner? I think it was right. I think so. Yeah. You came up with that name. I, I think, think before we started. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think, I think maybe the first episode or two we maybe we didn't have a name but yeah and then we didn't call it anything at first and then we were like welcome to the copy corner (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then it kind of came to us and you know the big thing though you know i'll add on to what dan said is just the idea of us collaborating and also just like cross promotion like getting his audience and my audience you know kind of like seeing that but then also just taking what we've learned and like people commenting on his post and then people commenting on mine and just combining that into like digestible episodes, if you will, of people, you know, kind of learning how to do it and, or like learning copywriting and things that they can use in their own business. And it's continued really, you know, to evolve into different things. Like we have some cool ideas for, you know, the show moving forward, bringing on more people to interview, but also kind of keeping our like 10 minutes or less episodes. We go live occasionally as well. Um, you know, last episode, we had a handful of people come on, comment on LinkedIn when we were live there. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like the big thing was just like we recorded on YouTube and then we take the audio and make it a podcast. And, you know, this partnership has formed into like we did like a couple webinars before yeah, that have been fun. pretty successful. Like we had like almost 200 people, one webinar we did last year. It's like talk about like sales and closing. So like for listeners, I think it's just if you have somebody in your industry doing something similar reach out to them, maybe go live on Instagram every once in a while, start like a podcast, you know, bring in a variety of different audiences. Cause you know, I'm just a big believer. Like if you, if something comes easy to you, whether it's a process or some knowledge, like you should use that and like promote that, put it out there, create something. Cause right. it can help a lot of people, even if it's one or two people to start, it could still be helpful. And then 
you, know, you can continue to see it grow. And to speak to the competition component, I think so, so many people get hung up on that, right? They're like, oh, I'm not going to yeah. do anything. Terry's my competitor. He's going to steal all my clients. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've ne- that, I don't know. We've, me and Terry have always had the opposite mindset. That's never been a problem. And if anything, it brings us both more business and opportunities, yeah. or we'll send each other people if something's like, oh, this is a better fit for Terry or whatever. And I think you partnering and collaborating with other people in your space, in my experience, has always brought way more opportunities than the reverse. I don't think I've ever had a problem, you know, on the other end of that spectrum. It's just not the way things work. People are just so right. scared to Right. You know, do something with someone else that does something even remotely similar to what they do. Right. I wonder if like, if you ever thought about it being, I don't know if you really thought about this too deeply as much as I have, but about it being like a confidence thing as well, like, you know, over time, I don't mean confident hmm. in any sort of extreme measure or not, but just over time, like maybe at first you have that mindset it's like almost like a scarcity mindset of like, yeah, well, there's totally. not enough business for everybody. And oh my gosh, what if I lost an opportunity to this other person? But I do think that just over time in general, right? Like with business, we just, our confidence builds up. We're more aware. We understand things better. And then we can get into these situations where we're collaborating and it really can be a really cool, cool thing. Like you said, you never know what it's going to lead to. Right. I mean, yeah, who's going to, you're, you're not the same person, you know? So the odds of somebody really choosing one versus the other because of some like it's the drama yeah, no. like it's not really a thing you know right no, totally yeah mm-hmm. Dan and I even have like we've worked together on a project like maybe like two projects yeah, together like right. I I had him help me with some SEO things before and he's brought you know clients to me looking for website copy help um so yeah I I think there's definitely that element of just like even if like Dan and I offer the exact same services. I still don't even really think, you know, it wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be like competition, you know, like somebody came to him and found him, you know, great. You know, somebody comes and looks at our show and asks for help. You know, maybe it's something where Dan and I would collab on together, you know, depending on how our schedules work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everybody has their own sales and marketing processes. So you're doing your thing to generate your own business regardless, and you have your Mm -hmm. own audience. So you know, you're kind of doing your thing. So I don't see how that would interfere and, you know, hurt anyone's right. business. Right. 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 Yeah. I like how you were saying, cause, cause you're saying that the, each episode is pretty quick, right? 10 minutes ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Did y'all decide that on purpose or not? Like, it, I'm just trying to help who, somebody listening. Who's really, their ideas are, are really cooking up in their mind now that about collaboration and about doing these kinds of things. Did y'all do yeah. that intentionally so that it would be uh, maybe increase the odds of someone listening or watching through the whole thing or no? Yeah. Yeah. The answer to that's a simple yes. That was definitely <laughs> of just like, let's keep it 10 minutes or less. And we even marketed it that way as well. Um, and then like when we bring on interviews, it's, it's really hard to stay like that, you know, time difference. So now we're looking to change things up of just like whatever the title of the episode is, like that's the question we'll ask the interviewer, like our guest not the interviewer, the interviewee, the guest. And then we'll just let the conversation flow from there. That way people seeing our episode can kind of at least get, this is what we'll talk about compared to like hearing like 20 minutes of someone's origin story of like how they came to be. (laughs) Because like, that's fine. But like, it just, those conversations I've like seen that they take up a lot of time, even how interesting they can be. But I just feel like we don't get to the topic from what people may tune into exactly right away. 
that's really smart to have the title just be the question and then just go from there with a quick conversation. Yeah. That's, that's a really yeah. cool idea, actually. Well, I mean, and y'all also know who you're dealing with. Like you, you pretty much know who a lot of your audience is and stuff like that. And it may yeah. not be someone going to you for like an inspirational life story of all of your guests. That's an hour long, like you said. I mean, but, but there are some shows and things that are meant for that. But clearly right, you exactly. know like what your people want from you. And and I guess also you just learn that over time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The podcast space, I mean, obviously it's crowded. Um, so we just like find ways that we can stand out and make it unique. And if it's shorter episodes, great. And, you know, Dan, I think it's a big reason why we like record it on video because we can take those clips and turn them into like an Instagram reel or TikTok or just another short post and bring people back to, you know, the podcast episode, but we're trying to find ways of just to make it unique and indigestible for people. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, and too, keeping it short helps us knock it out each week too, and be consistent, That's true too. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And with our yeah, schedules. That's actually helpful. a whole big business lesson to, or any lesson to learn, right? Like you're, you're actually kind of setting yourself up for success or more, more likely success by doing that. Like it's sustainable. I think that that's a big conversation I have all the time because I work in social media marketing and sure. something like Instagram, if somebody really wants to grow and they don't want to have ads and stuff, then they, then it's not unreasonable to say you need to be posting every single day, but right. it's not always sustainable for everybody. So that, that applies to anything like that's like a general life success tip, right? Like set yourself yeah. up for success. What do you think you can handle and that you can be consistent with? Cause I know you, like you mentioned, Terry, the podcasting space being crowded. Cause there are like a gazillion podcasts, however many there are. But what I notice is that not everybody's super consistent. Like a right. show will just disappear yeah. for like four fucking months. And I'm like, <laughs> is she yeah. okay? Like, where is she? You know? So, but yeah. anyway, the point being that, and you guys have found this cool, like solution to that for you, what works for you to where you can actually sustain it and, you know, keep going and people can rely on you and go, I know they're going to come out with another episode. Yeah. Yeah. And just get those nuggets. I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh man, this podcast, I really want to learn what they have to say, but I got to spend an hour and 20 minutes until they get to the point where they say the little <laughs> five minute clip that I was curious about, you know? <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna, exactly. I need I need to take notes as a podcaster. So, so. <laughs> I'm always like two times speed. And then it's like, oh, this looks interesting. All right, let's slow it down. You know, I know. I know. You know what I found out y'all, this is funny. Speaking of that kind of thing. So, so on this show before usually, okay. 90 something percent of the time before the guest interview starts, I have a welcome moment, like a little, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes or something. And I try to offer up some sort of something advice, whatever. So I don't know, sometime last year, I was talking to my husband, Ryan about it. And he's like, and I said, yeah, I was talking about whenever you and I went to do blah, blah, blah. You said you listened to that episode. And he's like, yeah, the interview, I, like, he's like, I don't listen to the beginning where you just talk. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me, like, excuse <laughs> th th I'm in the spotlight, babe. You're supposed to listen to that part. And he's like, sorry, not listening to that. <laughs> so um, even my own husband does not want to always just listen to the fun chat. Oh my God. Um, That's just like, <laughs> that could be a whole nother conversation of just like the partners, significant others, just not fully being aware like, of like what you're doing and like following you. It's like, Oh, did you see this? It's like, okay, no, I didn't. It's like, did you see my Instagram <laughs> post? I'm like, no, I did it. <laughs> or like my, my, I'm big on Instagram stories. So like, so yeah. I'll be like, 
you didn't you didn't watch my stories today <laughs> and, and Ryan's <laughs> like I, I live with you like I'm here I mean I know what happened in your day why do I need to watch your yeah. freaking Instagram <laughs> stories anyway whole other story but yes that that's actually a very good point to get to the actual point of the show and give those good nuggets and everything quickly which is what you guys are doing um yeah i love that i would love to know if you don't we didn't plan this question but it's related if you guys would give me your opinion on sharing your content on social media i know you guys are both super active on linkedin um that's something i'm trying to talk more and more about on the show because the cute cool trendy thing to talk about is Instagram and TikTok, but LinkedIn is really powerful. I would love to hear y'all's perspective on that, especially, you know, we're at the beginning of a year. If somebody really wants to dive more into it, do you have any like words of encouragement or words of wisdom? Are you like your favorite things about LinkedIn? Something that stands out? Yeah. Dan, go ahead. I know you, um, you know, you have like a big lead generate where you've had a lot of success with LinkedIn for lead gen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I guess my first thought is like, figure out where your audience is, right? What platform before you spend all that time. Right. Um, And so for me, yeah. And Terry, right. LinkedIn's been kind of our number one channel. So obviously we're producing and pushing out content there all the time, but I would say people miss the other part of it, of actually reaching out to potential customers on LinkedIn and starting those conversations and those relationships. Um, to get whatever it is that you want out of that channel, right? So that's huge, I think. Um, one thing that I've been really thinking a lot more about lately is using a platform like that, but then having a strategy in place to get that audience off of that to a channel that you own, right? With everything changing so much. And I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, when me and Terry started on LinkedIn, we were getting all kinds of you know engagement. And now it's just grown so much and the algorithms change. I feel like personally, you just get less attention there. So I think it's important, whatever platform you're putting out content and going all in on, um, also have a way to, you know, continue building that relationship with those people uh, on other channels that you own, whether that's your own blog through your website or your email list or whatever, Um, because you never know, right? LinkedIn could be gone tomorrow and then you spent years building this platform and your audience is gone, right? Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, Dan, you bring up such a good point of just knowing where your audience hangs out because like you look at certain clients that maybe Dan and I want to attract and LinkedIn is definitely a good spot for that. And then there's other ways of just like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Those audiences are a little different, you know, maybe like the big corporate clients or bigger enterprises may not be so active on there who are doing the hiring or may want you. Um, But then also just think about maybe what you could offer them on that platform because it is such they're they're all powerful in their own way um but like with linkedin it really is just coming up with some value that maybe your audience can can find and dan brought up a great point of bringing them to maybe your newsletter or maybe you have like a private paid group that people can sign up for and just don't get lost in the vanity metrics because a lot of people with following could say something and yeah they get tons of likes tons of comments but maybe one post you do gets 20 likes and 11 comments. And, but you had like three people, you know, sign up for like a $15 ebook you're selling something like that. Like it's just kind of knowing to what the offer is, what your audience may be looking for, because like me approaching freelancers for advice and like offering them help is different than, you know, a five figure website copywriting project with a client. So just trying to see what type of content adds value to all of them. And 
like Dan said, like getting engagement and connecting with them and then maybe reaching out in the DMs, like a direct message to that client or that person and yeah. seeing what happens. So it's, yeah, it's LinkedIn's been effective because I think just Dan and I know that's where our audience hangs out a lot of who we like potential customers can be. And I think it's a great top of mind resource too, right? Because I can't mm. tell you how many times I've like pitched somebody something on LinkedIn and they're like, oh, cool, Dan, but you know, we don't really need that. And then like two years later, they'll send me a message and be like, you know, hey, Dan, we're finally ready for that, you know, content for the blog. And I see your crap on my page every day. So I remembered you. So that's why I'm reaching back out, you know. I love it. I'm so glad you said that. I, I've said that a lot over the years about, cause I'm dealing a lot with people that want to build a personal brand on social media, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's not always about like having a sales pitch in your social media posts. Like you are literally trying to stay top of mind. Like you are showing up, actually showing up in front of your little camera and, or, you know, or on LinkedIn, maybe not as much, mm -hmm. but, and, and reminding people like, Hey, yo, I'm here. Oh, oh, got this information for you. Oh, hey, how you doing? You know, and that's right. kind of the way you could look at it. If somebody didn't understand the concept of just what you say, quote unquote, showing up on social media. I mean, you want to have some sort of value, but sometimes the value doesn't deep, right? Sometimes right. It, it might be dancing right. on a treadmill because that made someone smile. Right. But, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad you said that because I think people need to remember it's about being top of mind. A lot of times showing up is kind of what that means. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I think yeah. like Brittany, what you do too is so well as you show your personality. So people are more gravitated to that. Like ideal people you may want in your, in your Facebook group or listening to your podcast, cause they may have a small business. Like there's, you're still attracting them because like you're delivering advice through that as well on those videos, but they can definitely see your personality and get to an idea of, you know, of who you are and liking you and trusting you. Right. So I think right. that's, you know, such a big thing. And I think Dan and I have been fortunate, like us kind of working together. We get that on a lot of our videos. We get comments of just like, you guys just flow really well together and you have so much fun and the jokes are funny and you just make it, you know, really easy to listen to. And that's like some of the best, you know, compliments, obviously to stroke our ego, we can get, you know, that like, <laughs> that like we're like, up, we're, doing it, yeah, we're doing it in a, in a, in a different way and it just doesn't seem so stuffy robotic um and that it's ultimately helping yeah. people so that's just right. where a lot of that comes in and right just showing your personality off too it's so helpful right and it's Relax. important to remember too that even if nobody likes it or engages with it doesn't mean they don't see it right i think we get in that yeah, trap of huge. like cool we put out this video we got like three likes man we spent all that time no one watched it but it's like in reality most people are going to watch it or skim it and keep scrolling. They're not going to engage with it. So you just because there's two likes doesn't mean 200 people didn't actually see it to some degree. That is, I think a lot of times, so you true. know, me and Terry, like Terry just said is like, you know, I'll talk to somebody on LinkedIn and be like, Oh, I seen your copy corner. And it's like, Oh, cool. I had no idea. You've never commented on it or liked it or anything. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it, I can think of one client and one potential client that, that, that they found me through my treadmill dancing videos to, nice, and, yeah. then, and, then, and then they still decided they actually wanted to pay me money to do something um, <laughs> after that. But, um, but it's true because I didn't know that, like what you're saying, like, it's not like these were people that were like commenting and really engaging with all of my stuff. They were, they're just watching, they're just watching right. and that's what most people do. So I feel like that means that when you do get a comment, that's like even more reason <laughs> to celebrate because most people yeah. just don't do it. Most people just keep scrolling, you know? 
yeah, they don't want to put in the time to go, this was cool or offer a piece of feedback based on whatever it is. Right. I mean, I don't, so I, yeah. I wouldn't expect them to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It is, it is interesting. Cause like what Dan, we've done so many live videos. We do it live every time like yeah. we go to YouTube just because it's easier for us to just record it and go off like riff and then cut it. Um, yeah. But like, there's so many times where we get no questions, even though we tell them we're live. And like yeah, this yeah. last one we did, we didn't promote it at all ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. I just said, Hey, I'm going to put it live on LinkedIn. So people will get notified, you know? And then all of a sudden we had like, what, four questions. Like it was just yeah, like, we, I was yeah, like oh, it was really, right. it was really engaged. <laughs> cool. like, oh my God, this is cool. <laughs> and I'm sure right. a lot of us, like when we go live or just like, even if we have a decent following, it's like, okay, I'm going to go live. Oh my gosh. I should be prepared. I may have like 30 people, 50 people show up and then you see one people. I'm like, that's just the name of the game. Like <laughs> right. people are busy in their lives and schedules. Like Dan and I just do it because it's just a big convenient fact, convenience factor, but you know, and that's right. just, I don't know, something we recommend too. just like put it out there when you're live, you just go and you don't really have to cut and restart it. You just, you just get more comfortable that way as well. Right. Just jump on in and see how it goes. Sink or yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> make it as frictionless as possible because i can yeah. tell you if we me and terry had this super professionally highly produced <laughs> show man we would have stopped like two years ago <laughs> that would have been a lot of work that we didn't want to put in you know <laughs> no it, and it, it goes back to what we talked about earlier it's really actually true i mean look I, I know people want things to be pretty nice we don't want anything to be shit and we don't want it to like you know be a total wreck but but yeah, it's so true. Like if you could just kind of, there's ways we can make things easier on ourselves and life, but specifically in business and then marketing online for our own businesses, you know, y'all have given multiple examples of what y'all have done and it's helped you stay. Y'all have had, you know, your show for two years. And of course, all your other things that you're doing now, podcasts and all this stuff. But, and yeah. I like that you said that you take the audio from the, from the video for, and that's probably something that a lot of people don't realize you could even do that it's even yeah. a thing but yeah we just take that and we'll record a brief intro and then just put it out there it's pretty simple like it's i mean it takes some time but it's compared to what you may think like once you get consistent with it it's a pretty easy process you know for us and right. yeah there's so many like platforms and softwares out there that make you sound good if you have a decent mic uh, right maybe even if you have like airpods like there's stuff that like has like studio sound built in and good video quality. Like we use StreamYard, which has been really nice. And we can go and engage with people during our lives, which is great. And, and then we just use anchor to put everything on the podcast. So simple, it's yeah. simpler than you think. Like there's a lot of tools that can be helpful. You may spend a little bit of money, but it's worth it. They're really not, it's not too expensive. Right. I opinion. love that. That's cool. Um, okay. Before we're almost out of time, before I let you guys go, um, I'm putting you on the spot, but <laughs> it's not that hard of a question. Excellent. I don't think if you could, you know, like I said, we're talking to smaller business owners that either have no team and they're solo or maybe a little bit of help, but they've got a lot on them. What kind of words of encouragement would you offer up? You know, maybe something you needed to hear when you were starting and that's actually, helpful whenever you just got like, holy crap, I want to do this business thing. I want to be marketing online, but it's so overwhelming sometimes. I would love to hear if you guys have some words of encouragement. 
I would say based on our talk today and the things we're talking about for me, um, and I kind of briefly went through this with Terry on one of our episodes recently, but um, when you're just starting in that phase, it's going to be overwhelming because you have to try like several different things and it is throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to see what sticks. Right. But once you do find a channel or something that's working for you, like zero in, go all in on it, scale it up and just beat that until you can't anymore. Because if you try to do a hundred things, you're going to burn out and then you're not going to get any clients. If you find one thing that works, um, just go all in on it. And that's going to help you gain some momentum, feel less, um, overwhelmed and actually see some results from what you're doing. Awesome. That's all of it. Yeah. I feel like I need to take Dan's advice more, even just where I'm at now, <laughs> years into the business, because I feel like I just like can get big FOMO and then like imposter syndrome of just wanting to be like on all these different channels. Cause I think there's potential clients there down the line. Um, and so like a big thing is, is like, find out where you like to hang out as well, where your customers hang out, where you feel comfortable as far as creating content. Like a big thing with a small business is you have this free marketing on these social media channels, you know, so go ahead and, and put yourself out there and start creating and look at what your audience may need from you and start offering some of that stuff for free. And then you can slowly build some of those offers. Um, but yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll kind of share and just piggyback what Dan said of just because that's what's kind of my answer that popped in my head was focus on like one thing at a time. Like what's maybe the one channel, what's the one main offer that you could do and how you could scale that and kind of go in on all that, create content, you know, around that. I feel like I'm still scrambling, trying different things, but I think in all my experience, I find like if I've created something for a client, I could do and create a workshop and kind of put some stuff together pretty easy for people and make it a paid workshop. So there's those opportunities there, but, you know, don't lose sight that you can take what you know and, you know, and monetize it too at the end of the day. Um, right. Because you are and like, just look at it, like how many people you can help because of your experience and what you've learned, you know, as well. So I feel like that was a little all over the place there. So no, it was good. It was perfect. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. Y'all, y'all, that was exactly what I was wanting. Thank you so much. Okay. So before we go, um, <clears throat> which of course we will have all of this in the show notes, but I like for you to be able yeah. to say it out loud as well. Um, if you guys would tell everybody where they can, the best place to find you, um, to watch the show, to listen to the show, you guys, your own businesses, all of the things go ahead and, and plug it up. Um, go ahead, Terry. <laughs> Well, I'll start with definitely check out the cool copy newsletter. It's one of like the quickest ways to kind of like learn a little bit more about like what I'm doing and like some of the things I'm thinking about and creating, um, you know, and reply back there. Um, listen to the copy corner. You can search that on really anywhere you listen to the podcast, subscribe, download, leave us a review. Um, and then just look up Terry Schilling Copywriter on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. I'm pretty active on those three places. Cool. Okay. What about you? Awesome. Dan? Yeah, no, for me, it's just, yeah, me on LinkedIn, pretty active there. Connect with me. Um, other than what Terry said, the copy corner, obviously, anywhere you're listening to your podcasts. Uh, and then our website is just draftedcontent.io if you need some content marketing help. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. You guys go connect with these guys on LinkedIn, go watch and listen to their show. You will not be sorry. It's only going to take 10 freaking minutes. Okay. So you can go do it. Um, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to be on with me today. You guys, I really value your time and I was excited. So this was cool. 
Yeah, thanks, Brittany. Appreciate you having us. Hey, Brittany, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.